We have Abigail's on the naughty or nice list, although I think most of our listeners can conclude where she falls on that one. Oh, I think that's a compliment. Thank yeah. you so much. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, welcome to mixed doubles. Let's uh, let's 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 get into some headlines, some holiday ho ho ho. Some oh wait, sorry, I I messed that up. There was some a pun here. And ho ho. Oh my gosh. Some ho ho ho. Happy holiday headlines. Um, starting with, I watched Love Actually last night for the first time, and I fell absolutely head over and heels in love with that movie. It was probably one of the best holiday movies I've ever seen. Um, the storylines all fit together so unbelievably. Well, for the most part, they fit together so unbelievably nicely. It was a little bit hard to follow. I really don't know what happened with, um, oh gosh. There was like, there was like two people who showed up at the end and I had like, I have no idea who you people are. There like, are a lot of moving parts to that movie. Yeah, like a I, lot of British. People. I didn't, I didn't understand like the marriage thing where like the guy is like in love with the guy. That storyline comes together very quickly. Yeah, so like there's there's a storyline where it, there's like a wedding, but the guy who's videotaping it, the wedding is in love with the bride, and she goes to watch the wedding film and realizes it's all of her, and then he comes to the sign there. He comes to the house with the signs. It's like an iconic scene, but it doesn't go anywhere because they stay married. And then also yeah. Alan Rickman's in the movie, but he's like maybe kind of sort of going to have an affair with like his receptionist. But then his wife is like, wow, why'd you buy her a gold necklace? And you only bought me like a book or something. And I was just like, so the moral of the story is don't cheat on your wife. Like, <laughs> way to minimize that Christmas masterpiece plays. I know, but it's just like it's just. It like, is weird. It it's, is it's weird. a it's a weird storyline. Like they've got seven storylines, and if they just kept like five, it'd be fine. Like it's hard to follow. Here's the. Let me set the scene for you though. So my friends and I hosted a Christmas movie and hot chocolate night. Everyone came in pajamas, kind of helped take some of the stress off finals week. So most of the people that were there were talking, laughing, drinking hot chocolate, and eating Christmas cookies. And just a few of us were like locked into the movie. And when I tell you that Blaze Fields did not take his eyes off the TV screen for the entire thing, trying to track this plot, everyone else was like, "Please come!" No, I can't. He's I like, could, "I'm listening." I couldn't. I legitimately could not hear like the dialogue because people were talking, and I was just reading the captions. And I, it was like, it was like whenever you watch like a Ford movie, and it's like you know the dialogue really at this point doesn't even matter. It's just for like you know sensing what the emotion is. And Blaze was feeling the emotions. I was let feeling me tell the emotions. You. It was pretty. Funny I was to rooting watch. for the little boy on the drums, and then He's he cute. commits a felony, wa- running through airport security, <laughs> trying to like get to this like th- other thirteen-year-old girl who killed. Um, all, all I, I want, want for, for Christmas, Christmas is, is you. you. Yeah, absolutely killed Epic it. Epic scene out of nowhere. You don't yeah. hear or see of this girl basically throughout <laughs> the entire movie, and then you're like. Wow, she can sing. And anyway, then, and then and then the prime minister gets caught kissing uh, his former housekeeper person. And if it doesn't make sense, that, that, that's, that's just the that's point. just the movie. That's just it the doesn't movie. really make. It sense. was a really it was a really good movie. There was some other interesting scenes, but it was all in all a very 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 wholesome holiday movie. Anyway, now that we've finished the movie review portion of our holiday headlines, let's actually get into some sports here because oh, that's fine. what you guys are here to listen for. Um, we got a, we got really MLB free agency went bonkers over the past week. You know, winter meetings, I, I made a column on KCOU.FM, the website made a, made a little column about my predictions and stuff, but I was just talking about winter meetings because winter meetings, it's like the weirdest, funnest little event in sports. It's when all the GMs get together, all the players come down and they just talk. They just talk trades, free agency. There's like seminars and <laughs> press conferences and it's like I, a stereotypical work conference for some business corporation except for it is for the MLB. Yeah. You've got Aaron Judge walking around yeah. in suits and then all of a sudden here comes Ken Rosenthal and like the commissioner of baseball walking the other way and then oh there's Scott Boris, the the big the big agent guy walking through as well. But yeah. And it's an MLB journalist's paradise because otherwise in the offseason what are you pre- recording on? But if you go into the Twitter during the winter meetings it's suddenly just alive. Yeah. So it, let's talk about some of these free agency yeah, movies. So, movements. Uh, um, the biggest one by far was the Yankees signing Aaron Judge to a nine-year, $360 million deal. You know, the former AL MVP. There was a lot of controversy about where he was going to go. A lot of people were upset at general manager Brian Cashman 
because they kind of lowballed him earlier in the season. Aaron Judge says, nope, I know my worth, plays out the season, has, you know, the 62 home runs breaking the Roger Maris record. Um, and it kind of seemed like we, there was a report by John Heyman that Arson Judge was going to go to the San Francisco Giants. He had to delete the tweet and said, okay, Aaron Judge. And then he had to delete the tweet again because it was fake news. If we have learned anything about free agency Twitter and I will put in transfer portal Twitter, kind of the same dynamic for college football, journalists with a Twitter need to wait and check their sources. Who are these sources? Have they spoken to the actual athlete? Has the athlete himself or herself tweeted? Has that agent said anything? If not, wait one half second because there have been so many cases in the last two weeks. Everyone wants to be the first to report. But you also don't want to be the first to report a false tweet that then gets spread around, such as Arson Judge, who does not exist. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Aaron Judge does exist, Blaze. How are you excited about this? Do you think this was a good seal the deal for the Yankees? Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, this is now a guy. Th- this was the Yankees' big star. Clearly. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it's, it's sort of this thing with Yankees baseball where – they have this big star that they keep for numerous amounts of years, and it kind of is the the blank era, the yeah. Derek Jeter era, the Alex Rodriguez era. Is the, there an issue to that, that they are such a team that's like cemented in one person's success? I mean, yeah, you can kind of see how it would be an issue, but like, I don't know, I feel like those guys, the the blank whoever era, they're pretty good. They're very good playoff performers. I mean, you had Mr. October, Reggie Jackson. You had Mr. November, Derek Jeter. These are all guys who are known for their playoff prowess. And if Aaron Judge becomes like this playoff monster like we've been expecting him to become, then the Aaron Judge era will be very, very successful. And you have to make this move. Without this move, this team is so much worse, yeah. right? If you don't, you if make you don't make this move, you have to go out there. You have to go sign one of those star shortstops. You have to go out there. Yeah. You had to go compete for Xander Bogarts. You had to go compete for Carlos Correa. That's the only move they could have made. Now they get their guy in the outfield. They can focus on developing some of their younger shortstops, and they can go out and they can go get a starting rotation piece with the money they were going to, you know. Yeah. Basically, with the oh shoot, we lost Aaron Judge money. Now they can take that and go, okay, Carlos Rodon. I think yeah. it, I think it's a great contract, all things considered. A lot of people look at that price tag and they're like, but they've got a lot of free money coming up in the pipeline. Juan Carlos Stanton, whenever his contract runs out, then you know that'll be a lot of money freed up there. They've got a bunch of other big contracts that will end up coming off the books very soon. Guys like Garrett Cole, stuff like that. So, And it's a big price tag now, but you signed him for nine years. So five years down the line, this is an investment that you only have to pay once and you can use to then secure other investments and continue to stack up your roster. Yeah, we have no idea how the market's going to look. We have no idea if the next position player, big name position player is going to get $50 million, you know? Yeah. Who knows how much Shohei Otani is going to get in free agency if he makes it there, you know? Can we so- talk about the price tag? Because I want to flex on my math for a half second. Nine year, $360 million. That is $109,589 per day Aaron Judge earns for the next nine years. That's crazy. I think sometimes when we hear these million dollar price tags, multi million, excuse me, hundred million dollar price tags, we forget that what that breaks down to for a normal person's salary per day. He's making 109 grand a day. That's, that's an insane amount. Clearly, of money. the Yankees are investing in this will be the leader of their team. Yeah, he's going to be the captain. Uh, The captain of the Yankees is probably one of the most prolific positions in all of sports. And they've got their guy for the next nine years. And that's something that, that's a lot of stability and that's something that is very good for New York. Um, The other uh, big free agent sign, well, there's been a lot of big free agent signings. We had Bogarts, he signed with the Padres. We had Trey Turner, he went to the Phillies. This shortstop market is absolutely insane. Now there's only one big name left. That's Carlos Correa. I definitely think that I I don't know where he's gonna go. A lot of you know a lot of this like the Giants swinging and missing has me to believe that they're gonna go out and try to get Correa. But honestly, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people are saying that Carlos Rodon will be going to the San Francisco Giants. And also, um, I don't know. Now that they've kind of swung and missed on so many big name free agents, I don't know if the Giants kind of want to go all in right now with the amount of money that they have to spend. And I think that Correa might end up going back to the Twins. But 
the big one, the big one at least around here, was Wilson Contreras agreeing to sign with the Cardinals for a five-year, $87.5 million contract. He'll be taking over for Yadier Molina behind the dish um, last year. Hit 243, 22 home runs. This is, a, this is a great signing, in my opinion. I would have loved to have gone out and gotten Sean Murphy because of the team control and how cheap his contract was, but the A's asking price was reportedly Lars Newtbar, Brendan Donovan, and one of our star prospect pitchers, and it's a little bit too high for, for Sean Murphy, in my opinion. But I feel like he is a crucial, pu- crucial puzzle piece to this Cardinals offense. Um, Stole my metaphor, Blaze. Did I? I had that in my notes. Oh, no. Okay. Well, actually, this fits really well because I said he was one of the last remaining puzzle pieces in the Cubs 2016 World Series winning squads. The Cardinals stole that puzzle piece, and now they fit with their squad. So yeah. we actually work out. And if you're if you're a Cubs fan, you've kind of got to be sick. because Oh, completely. Because not only is he going to divisional rival, but this is a very, very good contract. This is under $20 million a year for one of the best hitting catchers in all of baseball. You can look at his defense. This is where this is where the trade-off is going to happen for the Cardinals. The the catching defense here is not as good as Yachty's. No it's it, no nobody who's, who's is? No, who's is. You're but, losing a legacy. But he's kind of more average slash below average in terms of the catching position. He's got a great arm, but in terms of all the intangibles, how he works with starting pitchers, you're not going to be getting the same thing. But Yadier Molina in his last year was pretty bad behind the plate. Yeah, he was not very good, or not or, by by behind the plate. I mean, hitting the ball uh, behind the plate, uh, except for those like prolific home runs near the end of his career. Yeah, yeah, near the end he was he was hitting some bombs, but at the same time, like he was not the best hitter on this I mean, roster. Wilson and, for hitting twenty two home runs. That's not necessarily a stat you hear much from from catcher position. Yes, yes, and a lot of people were also worried about the length of the contract, but I definitely feel like he could be our future DH. Uh, you know, down the line if he starts just becoming a net negative as a catcher and we can get a guy like Ivan Herrera. Um, That's who's weird, one of the though, to pick up spots. someone for 87 if you think eighty-seven million if you think he's going to become a net negative catcher. Yeah. That's weird to to, to pick up in a replacement that you don't well, fully it, it It's one of those things where you also, have to, you also have to worry about the age, and this is why the Cardinals kind of wanted to That's sign true. him to like a three, three four-year contract. He's years old. Yeah, so, you know, a 35-year-old catcher trotting him out there, it's not exactly the most enticing thing in the world. True. But, you know, now that, you know, the National League, they've got the DH, anything's possible. So I really, really do like that. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, we've uh, we've got some other stuff to get into. And by other stuff, I mean the biggest thing that is happening in Columbia, Missouri since uh, the invention of like equipment share or Carfax. Sam's Club. Sam's Club. Sam's Club originated here. In Columbia, Missouri? Sam Walton was born and raised in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. I know. I had no, I had no, I had no idea. No, I had no no idea. You just shocked me. I thought, I thought I was going to be like, oh yeah. You went with equipment share. I came out swinging with Walmart's. (laughs) Hey, no, no, no! Hate to equipment share. They're a cool, yeah, they're, good company. They're pretty. They epic. do a lot for Columbia. They're pretty epic. But um, so does Walmart. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. We're not talking about either of those, of course. We're, we're, we are talking about the KU you, game. We're going to talk about the KU the border game. Border war rivalry to end all rivalries. But first, let's go to a quick break. This is mixed doubles on KCOU eighty-eight point one FM. You're listening to KCOU Columbia, 88.1 FM. A little bit about the show, if you've never listened before. This is the gold standard. We talk about Olympic sports. United States got 25 medals, which put them fifth in the medal count. Figure skating, news, I get the feeling I'm going to do what I did last show and talk way too long about world figure skating and not have the proper time to talk about the other things. Or sometimes whatever I feel like. Chiefs Bills played each other this weekend in the playoffs and it was a time. But it's my show, so that's what I get to do. Tune in Thursdays at 10. Blaze, what do you get when you put two fiercely competitive sports fans who love to debate in the same room? Um, I don't know. You get a new show called Mixed Doubles on KCOU 88.1 FM. 
Wow, Abigail, that's really cool. What's the show about? We're going to be talking about all things NFL, MLB, college sports, NASCAR, and tennis. Tennis? Why tennis? Well, we have to talk about tennis. It's, it's in the name. Mm, I don't know, Abigail. We'll have to talk about that later. But I can't wait to listen to Mixed Doubles on KCOU 88.1 Fridays at 1. Wait, Blaze, you can't listen to the show. You're, you're in the show. You're one of the co-hosts, remember? My fault, Abigail. I guess everyone else will have to listen to Mixed Doubles on KCOU 88.1 FM. Hi, I'm Josh Bohm. I had the Josh Bohm Radio Fun Time program on KCOU from 2012 to 2016. I'm here to tell you to support KCOU. You'll make an old man in his 20s very happy. Frick KU. <laughs> never mind. No. I, never mind. Abigail told me to cut it off. Always act like I'm just like your mother on this show. I'm just protecting us from like what? I I did the longevity of this show, boys. We're definitely impartial when talking about the the Mizzou KU matchup, guys. Not impartial. No, 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 oh, we're partial. Aren't we? Uh, We're. I'm gonna be speaking as a fan here. I was was being sarcastic. We are definitely not impartial. There's. There is most definitely a lot of bias because every time I see that little Jayhawk logo, I want to grab it by. Okay, <laughs> okay. stop. Okay, stop. okay. Please stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're talking here as Mizzou fans, not as quality MUJ school journalists who are writing. This is not a story from a balanced perspective. No, this it's not. Is a, it never could be. I'm a student at. Unless the you University grew up in Idaho and had no idea anything about Mizzou okay, or Kansas. that's the interesting thing, though. I grew up in Swap, Iowa for Idaho. I had no idea this was a rivalry. No, it's Like, it's clearly huge. no idea it's a rivalry until I got here last year. And I'm the kind of person, because I'm such a sports fan, I'm, like, immediately jump into the loyalty. I feel the fandom. I get excited. So, like, the moment I toured campus last year, I'm like, okay, yeah, we don't like KU, whatever. And now I'm just in it. But it's so fun listening to legacy fans and students whose parents and grandparents came to this university telling their stories about it and then getting excited all over again because of the, like, the history that this game holds. We are, of course, talking about the border war battle that will take place tomorrow at 4.15 at Mizzou Arena. Mizzou men's basketball against number six, Kansas. The first time Kansas has faced us in Columbia since February 4th, 2012. So before we jump into tomorrow's game, let's set the stage a little bit. What did that famous game on February 4th, 2012 look like? First of all, it was 10 years ago. Mizzou was ranked number four versus number eight KU. Reportedly, according to uh, Callum McAndrew's recent article, you should check it out for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, fireworks were set off in Mizzou Arena before the game, and there was still residual smoke as the game was being played, causing players on both teams to throw up at halftime. This is just kind of just to set the level of energy that was inside the stadium. It was as if the, there was so much electricity, the arena couldn't even contain itself. It was it was swelling. There were 13 lead changes in the first half alone. Eventually, Mizzou went on a two-minute scoring streak in the second half, won 74-71. That is, of course, when the Tigers were still a part of the Big 12. Ten years later, it looks a little bit different. We got, obviously, brand new rosters. The Mizzou Tigers are now part of the SEC, but that rivalry, that energy, the the fireworks and smoke and flames, animosity toward the rival still exists. Blaze, what is the vibe on campus right now ahead of this game? I know that some students on Twitter have already post tweeted out pictures that they are outside of Mizzou Arena as we speak. The tailgating, the camping out, the the excitement is already beginning. I don't even know if I have question, Blaze. What are, what are your comments? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, this is just such an important game in our campus history. I mean, we we haven't played Kansas here, in, like you said, in 10 years. And it's so sad because this rivalry is like one of the greatest rivalries in all of college sports. It's something that there's a lot of history. There's a lot of hatred between the two schools. You know, it's something where... I don't know. It's like nothing has come close ever since we moved to the SEC where it's like, you know, Mizzou, Arkansas. I think that's part of the appeal is that even after Mizzou moved out of the Big 12, the rivalry remained. I don't know what caused that, but the the 
bond <laughs> between these two fan bases still exists and is perhaps even stronger than ever now that social media connects the two campuses via online. That oh, yeah. And, I mean, there's there's like, I mean, you saw it with the whole, oh, we're, we're you know, Mizzou's ducking KU thing where, you know, uh, there was that all that controversy where KU fans were still, you know, getting on Mizzou fans back and talking, talking crap to one another. And it's, it's just, it holds true, not only because of like current students, but just former students still sticking up for their, for their alma mater. And, you know, that's just, it, it's just, it, it's like nothing I've really ever seen before where the two teams haven't played each other in a sports game in literal, like, mind you, besides the border war last year in years, in literal years. And yet this this rivalry between these two schools still very heavily exists, you know. I know. It's crazy. I don't I don't understand it and yet I love it. So oh, yeah. that's great. Let's talk about the game this year though. What is going to take place tomorrow afternoon in Mizzou Arena? Hey, you wanna know what's gonna take place, Abigail? I, you wanna you know what's like gonna that? take place, Abigail? The Mizzou Tigers are going to go in there, and they're going to roll the Kansas Jayhawks by 50, no, 100 points. They're not going to be able to, they're not going to be able to hang. They're not going to be able to, to do anything out there. They're going to be crying. <laughs> that's my, that's my, like, wrestler. Is that your score prediction? No. no 100 not, points? No, not actually. I can't do that. But actually, you're not too far off, because right now, the Mizzou offense is the highest scoring team in all of Division One basketball. They are averaging 93 points per game. They're... Scores are like an NBA game <laughs> on the daily. It's insane. Yeah. yeah my, and that, again, that was the Mizzou offense, not Kansas, not the ranked offense, Mizzou's offense. This is insane. They're they're averaging 51% from the field goal percentage, which is fourth nationally. Demoy Hodge alone is 40% from the three. Their steals, they're averaging, I want to say 12 or 14 a game. That's higher than Tennessee's. I mean, their offense is on fire. Their scoring ability is crazy right now. That doesn't mean that they haven't struggled from the three-point mark, and they don't have a lot of questionable scoring droughts versus unranked opponents, non-conference opponents. But when they when their shots start to fall, they start to fall in quick succession. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that this is a this is a very good shooting team. This is a very good team offensively. Their offensive system is something that I believe they have mastered, especially, I mean, considering the fact that they're so guard heavy, yeah. it, it kind of makes sense to run this run and gun type offense, mm -hmm. get turnovers and just run the court. And it's hard for teams to keep up with. That's why you'll see, you know, early on in games, Mizzou will like keep it close with their opponent and then their opponent will just wear out and Mizzou will, you know, sort of take over. You saw that against, like, Lindenwood, where it was sort of close during the first half and the second half hit, and Lindenwood just, the wheels fell off. Yeah. Because they're going at, like, 200 miles an hour. And it's something that'll be very interesting to see how KU sort of handles them. If KU can slow Mizzou's offense down, then, yeah, I think they'll beat us. I think they, I think they will beat us. But I feel like if KU just quite simply cannot keep up with Mizzou, then Mizzou's got a chance to beat a team... That is very, very highly ranked, and this would put, this would put sort of, this would put sort of, sort of some clout behind Mizzou's name. You know, this oh, is this absolutely. is a very, very, very important game for the Tigers. What you said about Kansas scoring is so true. They're definitely averaging much fewer points per game. Definitely playing more of a Big 12 style, heavy defense, slower, pass the ball around, get the open shot. Mizzou does not do that. In fact, most. 8.5% of their initial shots come off um, transition points within 10 seconds of takeaway. That's crazy. They're stealing the ball, they're shooting it down court, they're getting the shot up, and they're scoring. The problem is with that pattern or that trend is when they don't score. Yeah. <laughs> when they steal the ball, they grow down, their their feet get ahead of their arms, and they can't think, and then they miss the shot, and then they're back. Like it, It's exciting to watch as a fan, and you're also like, oh my goodness, take a breath. Yeah. And I'm afraid, I think the downfall of this style of offense is, you know, tip off at 415. The arena is sold out. The energy is so high. The nerves are there. And you're a team who is used to extremely fast-paced offense. And you start passing the ball, and it gets out of control really quickly. And you're missing shots. And those steals turn into turnovers against you. And Kansas City... Kansas City, Kansas slows the pace of the game. And suddenly you're down 12 because your pace couldn't compete. If the energy of the game overwhelms them, I think they will struggle very quickly and very damagingly. If the energy kind of propels them and it doesn't become a vulnerability but something that is empowering, I think 
they they come away with this. Yeah. I mean, this is very much kind of like a like a Mike D'Antoni seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns kind of offense. Yeah. And that's something where, you know, you see them put up these insane offensive numbers, but I'm just afraid whenever the shots stop falling or the turnovers start stop coming, I don't know if the Tigers are going to be able to adapt to playing more of a traditional offensive style of basketball. And that is something that they're going to have to do against really, really good teams. And Kansas is one of those teams. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully, hopefully KU, hopefully KU has done the, done their scouting because if they come in here willy nilly thinking they can just guard up on us and just, you know, play the same brand of KU basketball that they've been playing for, however long they've been playing it, yeah. then they're wrong. It's just not going to happen. So, and you have uh, to be ready to face the Mizzou defense from half court, sometimes even earlier if they start pressing. They crunch up on their defense and get that pressure before you even hit the three-point arc, and that's where they're able to generate a lot of their steals. However, if Kansas can break that initial defensive pressure and get the ball to the lane, Mizzou has a hard time getting back and especially getting those defensive rebounds. Oh, my goodness. Nothing irks me more, A, Fouling on a three-point. This yeah. is illegal. Criminal. Don't do it. Absolutely don't do it. And second of all, close out on your three-point shots. There is no reason that the offense should get a rebound on a three-point shot. This is coming, mind you, from a former post player who missed so many rebounds on a three-point shot. And just I just remember my coach yelling at me for that. There's no excuse. I feel it. It's hard. It's way easier said than done. But that will kill Mizzou if Kansas is able to slow the pace of the game because when they score – they score, which is not what I meant by that. When they're when they slow when the they, pace of the game and are able to find an open shot, a lot of times those shots are going to start falling. In Mizzou, that's not always the case. Yeah. But they, but for Mizzou, when you put up enough shots, <laughs> some of them are going to fall in. Fair enough. Can you tell I'm excited? Oh yeah. Not to mention, we haven't even mentioned the Dewan Harris storyline. Former Rockbridge Boo. alum coming back to Columbia Boo. to face his former town coming back to his hometown but not in black and gold is that kind of sacrilegious it it really is i mean it it just it feels like a you know it's a slap in the face man it really is i mean i'm not from columbia missouri so i'm not either (laughs) i I really can't feel that strongly however that is pretty sad that you 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 grow up in columbia missouri and decide to go play for the the absolute enemy that's tough man but hey i guess i don't hate the player hate the game you know yeah. They had a they had a better basketball program than we did, but hopefully, uh, hopefully For a lot of years they're really hopefully good. Hopefully he sees the hopefully he sees the Dennis Gates era in full effect and is like, actually, I'm going to transfer. That would that be would awesome. Be, that would be one of the greatest. That would be one of the greatest moments in Mizzou recruiting history. So, but, Blaze, what time are you getting there tomorrow? Eight a.m. All right. 8 Just like an exam, we finna be there at eight a.m. It's gonna go crazy. Gonna go hard. We got Monopoly. We got Monopoly queued up. We got a little Chipotle run happening at about noon. Trust me, the Antlers will have some company in T minus fifteen hours. Wow. T minus fifteen hours. So uh, I'm like, I'm already getting excited. I still have to finish an essay. Like it is. We are in the midst of almost finals week. I have to finish one essay, and then it is all Mizzou. I'm wearing my tiger ears. The tiger ears only come out of the closet for the most important games of the season. And this just feels like a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm just, I'm so excited. I don't even have any like eloquent thoughts about this. This is sheer fan loyalty and energy and and sparkle. All right. Well, I speaking I, of excitement. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm trying to. I'm doing a little transition here. But um, yeah, real quick before we send it to break and get the Saint Nicholas on air. Can Jayhawks fly? What do they do? What do they even do? They don't exist. What do they do? What is their function? In the animal kingdom, think about what the a Jayhawk animal- can do versus a tiger. Let me tell you what. They're the animal kingdom's vacuum because they suck. <laughs> All right. Hopefully I don't get put on the naughty list for that one. But we do have, in fact, Santa Claus will be entering Studio A. We've got a fun little interview with him to, you know. Keep it with the holiday spirit. This is something we've been working for months on. Months. We've been going through the PR, the agents. He's a hard man to get uh, get a hold of. We may have, I may have taken out a small loan of half a million dollars to get this guy here, but you know what? It's all worth it for the holiday season. So we've got a little special treat coming up for you. A little gift, a little present, if you will. But anyway, that'll be coming up next on Mixed Doubles on KCOU 88.1 FM.
kept you guys in suspense there. All right. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at thatsnotcool.com. Thatsnotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Not the kid, the grown-up. You know what I am? I'm your allergy medicine, your vitamins, maybe even your cough syrup. Each year, thousands of kids get sick. Some even die. Because I'm used the wrong way. Kids get confused and think I'm candy. Now you know what I am? I'm your worst nightmare. For free info, log on to SaveKids.org. Protect your kids from accidental poisoning. Salute Your Sports is back and better than ever. Tune in at our new time, 12 p.m. on Fridays on KCOU 88.1 FM and at our website, kcou.fm. Salute Your Sports is going on our 11th year strong, the longest-running Mizzou-centric KCOU radio show, and you can catch myself, Zach Berman, David Campbell, and Adam Busek as we talk all things Missouri Tigers. Once again, 12 p.m. Central on KCOU 88.1 FM. This is Pierce Porterfield, and you're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. The sound of confusion. Enjoy your listen. I think Kid A is probably their best single album. Uh, but my favorite individual song is Life in a Glass House, the perfect uh, mixture of harmony and chaos. Wish you a merry, merry, merry Christmas. And with our with our fun little wish of Merry Christmas, we uh, we have a present for all our good little good little mixed doubles listeners, and that is we have special guest the Santa Claus on Santa. Santa, how are you doing? Ho ho ho. Thank you for having me on. Man, this is it's an absolute honor to 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 have you here. Um yeah, how's it been up at the North Pole, man? Well, it's been a little chilly. How do you feel being back in Columbia? It's a little bit warmer down here. A little bit. Nice, thank you. Still chilly. Still, yeah, still very chilly. You know, it's not as it's not as warm as uh, it would be in like you know, Australia or something like that. How is it? How is it delivering presents in uh, Australia where it's you know it's their summertime right about now? Well, I do have to make a change out of the suit. But uh, uh, oh, what do you change into? Uh, a little crop, a little uh, t-shirt. It says Santa. <laughs> a little Santa crop top. A little Santa t-shirt. All right. Well, uh, well, yeah. That's good information. That's that's good information. Um, we've actually, like I said, this is your first public interview in uh, a really long time. So we want to, you know, uh, ask you a couple questions that a lot of people have been wondering. We we yeah. should have done. We should have had the listeners ask a couple questions. But you know what? We've been working really hard on this. So sorry, guys. But uh, we well, hopefully our 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 questions meet the listeners' demands here. But Anyway, Santa, what, what's your who's your favorite reindeer? That's a tough question. I would have to say Comet. Oh. oh well, why, why is that? A little underrated reindeer. Well, Comet is very nice reindeer. You also watch sports with me. Oh, Aww. how nice of that's Comet! So, that's so cute. That's so adorable. Man, all right. Well, I've got what's the... your favorite sport to watch with Comet? Ooh, uh, basketball. Oh. Nice. Santa is a basketball fan. What's your favorite basketball team? The Dallas Mavericks. Shocking. Who is your favorite player on the Dallas Mavericks, (laughs) Santa? Luka Doncic. Really? Wow, that's an interesting pick. I figured you'd be more of a Toronto Raptors fan, you know, up north. Well, I'm not sure just the excellence 
that the Raptors have compared to the Dallas Mavericks. Hmm. Interesting. Hot take from Santa. Hot t- Santa might be in the North Santa's Pole, but he's providing the hot take. All right. Um, who would who would win in a snowball fight? A hundred elves or Rudolph? Ooh. Well, have you seen the movie Elf? I have, have. actually. I would go with elves because one elf destroyed five kids. Very true. How accurate are the media representations of you, Santa Claus? There are a lot of movies put out by you. Do they tell the full story? What aren't we getting from Hollywood about yourself? I'm not sure. They're, they're very different ones. I've yet to see Violent Night. With, oh, goodness. But I do love the Tim Allen Santa Clauses. Really? Very accurate. Very really? accurate. Is there like a contract? Are you like contractually obligated to be Santa? Contractually, I cannot answer that. Oh. Oh. We did have to go through your PR agent. Yeah, we we had to I'm jump so through so, a I'm lot so of hoops. Why did you agree to come on the show today? Well, I am a huge fan. <gasps> oh, no. oh my goodness, we just got endorsed by oh, Santa Claus. Go. Are you are, are are we on the nice list? Let me check. Oh. 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 Uh-oh. Santa is reaching in his backpack oh as we speak. Oh my goodness. This is a big moment. I don't know. I don't oh, know. he has a red notebook. Uh, How fast? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I have oh. bad news and good news. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Give us the bad first. We can handle that. No, we can go good. No, well, bad. One of you is on the night. Oh, list. my goodness. Oh, this is going to be the end of the show, Blaze. on the naughty. Oh, no. <laughs> Who's on the naughty list? I'll just leave it there. No. Oh, no. You no. have to tell us. Tell us, tell us, please, Santa, please, please, please. I have to fix my actions if it was me. It's Abigail. Abigail is definitely on the naughty list. I saw. No. I've been bickering with him all year. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for all the little digs. He, he doesn't Blitz, mind him, I promise. Yeah. Have you done the dishes in your apartment? Oh. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's so, a no. Maybe. Maybe not. Have you treated your roommates well? Oh, well, yeah, I, Santa's I would hope stirring so. up some hot cocoa tea. I, I, I would hope so, so. So, Blizz, you're on the naughty list. No! Oh, no! No! Devastating. What can I do? What can I do? Is there still time, Santa? Maybe. It's only I, December I do 9th. I check my list multiple times. Oh, interesting. Checking it twice. When is the last, like, moment that you check before you start your delivery on Christmas Eve? Right before I get on the sleigh. Okay, interesting. Speaking of the sleigh, we did have a question about that. How many horsepower does your sleigh get? A lot. <laughs> I'm not good with numbers. Do you update your sleigh every year, or is it the same sleigh that has always slayed for you? Uh, it's the same sleigh. Interesting, interesting. And interesting. do you use Google Maps to navigate? I can't answer that. Okay. <laughs> I, I vary. That's okay. I understand there's some secrets surrounding Santa, and we just appreciate you coming on. So if there's any magical... Do you pay your elves a living wage, Santa? <laughs> do well, you pay your elves a living wage? Wh- wh- where did that money go you paid me? What? What? We did not pay you any money. We did oh, no, we did well, No, we did pay, because we paid... I had to pay him, like, half a million dollars. Oh, no, we did not. That wasn't mine. I, no, I, I took a mortgage out on... Oh, my gosh. On your gingerbread house. You... Wait, can I have the money back then? I don't know where it is. Okay, so you need an accountant, is what I'm hearing, Santa. That's true. But be, do you pay your elves a living wage? Of course. Okay, good. What do you candy canes? Okay, well, <laughs> that's Hot not cocoa. that's that's not that's not a, a form of legal tender, Santa. But I give them homes and a job. But they, do they have to live there? They can't really escape the North well, Pole, right? They did in Elf. They left. <laughs> Oh, one of them did. One. One. One escaped. But the he wasn't Santa's even really claws. an elf. He wasn't really even an elf. But he is... was an elf. Anyone can be an elf. Oh, this is interesting. How do I apply to be an elf? Is there an opening on Indeed right now? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, Santa's not up with this. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> Santa, what's the weirdest gift request you've ever gotten? Ooh. Someone asked me for. A LeBron James jersey. Why is that weird? Well, he's not. He's not the best basketball. Player. Oh, okay. Santa. Santa. Well, speaking of speaking of basketball, Santa, what is your KU game prediction? Are you familiar with KU versus Mizzou, Santa? Of course. Oh, really? Interesting. KU is all on the naughty list. Oh. Ooh. 
You heard it here fo- first, heard it here first. from Santa himself. Speaking of your naughty and nice list, let's expand the scope to all athletes. Which sports stars are making the naughty and nice list this season? This is a hypothetical. Oh, because I can't share. Oh, right. Got it. Is there like, is it password protected? Who else has access to the official naughty and nice list? No one. Just oh, me. interesting. Even wow. not Mrs. Claus not or Mrs. any of those? Well, of course, Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus is always right. Oh, that's fair. Good life advice. But uh, naughty, I'll say Devin Booker. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, LeBron. No. Bronze on the naughty list? That's sad. I like how there's no explanation for these. <laughs> no, I like uh, it. Just very simple. Then uh, Pat Maroon. Okay. Interesting. Then who else can? Mason Crosby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Why do we have to throw a Packer in there, Santa? I can't. Answer that. Oh, I understand. Okay. All right. Okay, Santa. You know them we cheese We were on heads. the same page until them we brought them. cheese are on the naughty list. Okay. All right. Uh, anyone else on the naughty list? Uh, J- or I'll say Jalen Hurts. Interesting. Interesting. I don't agree with this, Santa. Um, this is random. Why? Do you do CrossFit to ma- maneuver through any chimneys? How do you stay phys- physically I, fit? It's the magic. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So you don't frequent the Mizzou Rec? Well, it, it would be a long trip. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's fair. That's a long drive in the That's morning. That's very fair. Um, are there any athletes that you feel made the nice list this year, Santa? Of course. Uh, Luca. <laughs> okay. Not sure. Josh Green. Interesting. Uh, Dak. Oh. These are all athletes from Dallas. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a pattern I'm seeing here. A pattern. Well, Santa are, biased. They perhaps? are all nice. Okay. Okay. Have you? Did you know Dak is Walter Payton Man of the Year? That that's that's fair. This is true. So is Patrick Mahomes. Well, Patrick Mahomes is also on the nice list. Oh, how nice of him. Is Aaron Rodgers? No. Okay. <laughs> that's to be expected. Yeah, that was, that was gonna be a stretch. But then uh, Jason Robertson. Okay. All right. So let me ask you, Santa, you live in the North Pole, right? That's kind of where you do most of your, conduct most of your business. Do you make it down from the North Pole a lot, with, except for Christmas Eve? I cannot talk. I'm a little bit stunned right now that I'm in the presence of Santa, so my words are stumbling here. Do you make it out of the North Pole before your little Christmas travels? Sometimes, if Mrs. Claus would like to take a trip. Oh, where do you and Mrs. Claus vacation? Somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be caught. Oh, true. That's fair. Do you have to be covert when you come down? Like, do you always wear the red suit? Oh, I guess you wear your crop top, you mentioned, if oh, you go yeah. to Australia. I, I have various colors. Oh. I will wear some jerseys. Oh, interesting. I did not realize Santa was such a sports fan, Blaze. Did you know this? I I had I had no idea. This is uh this is absolutely Well, I, I kinda figured, you know, you gotta keep up with, with stuff. But uh yeah. I I don't know. I'm just. I'm kind of. I'm kind of in shock and awe. I mean, I'm a little bit weirded out by his Dallas bias and the fact that he put me on the naughty list. He's kind of an op right now. But you know what? We'll. Uh, we're gonna work through it. The book is like right there on the table. Like we could just grab it right now Can and look at the naughty it? list list. Do you want to try it? Could not, be I don't really want to get a fight. Hold on, let me see if I can... <laughs> on the air. <laughs> ah, 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 my hand. I'm not. It's doing been. Anything. Bra- oh my! My what? hand's been branded with a giant Christmas tree. I tried to. I tried to grab it. Oh man, viewers, use your imagination here. I am in such pain. Uh, all right, well, it's the candy cane uh, clutch. Uh, say, okay, Santa, it's been it's been a pleasure, but uh, I think I gotta go to the hospital. So, uh, I I I appreciate you being here. Uh, okay, this is uh, mixed doubles on KCOU 88.1 FM. Uh, we'll be right back. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Yes, we're back. And so is the Breakfast of Champions. Airing every Friday morning at 11 a.m. 
join myself, Brandon Anthony. You first mentioned it to me, and I was like, what is this? Like a, like another like UFC type of thing. Like- My co-host, Ryan Crothers. This isn't March Madness, you know. This is the best of the best. As we start your morning off at all things sports, from NBA to NFL and even the NHL, we got it all. Again, join us every Friday morning at 11 a.m. on KCRU 88.1 FM. Welcome back to Mixed Doubles on KCOU 88.1 FM. After grabbing the naughty list, the naughty and nice list, my hand erupted into flames, green flames. And the story keeps getting The brand of the Christmas tree crazier. showed up on my hand, but luckily Santa was able to help me with some Christmas magic. Definitely one of the weirder things that has happened on the show. So, shout out Santa. Shout out Santa. But um, you, I the, the song to segue into this was Say Goodbye to Hollywood. And right now we are... Saying goodbye to KCOU Studio A for the time being. Last, it is it has come to the end of the semester, and uh, you know, me and Abigail will be heading our way, heading our merry ways back home. And sadly, but it's uh, it's it's been a really, really, really fun time doing this with you, Abigail. It really has. This isn't the end. We'll be back um, next semester. We'll be Got back. A lot more plans on the horizon. Yes, we're gonna have some really, really fun ideas, some more special guests, and just some more. Overall hijinks and fun times with uh, with Miss Klapatowskis. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. What is your favorite moment of the of the mixed doubles uh, uh, sem- first semester of mixed doubles? What's, what's been your favorite memory? I have to say the mixed mailbag when we answered the most random questions from our <laughs> listeners. I think that was really fun. And stay tuned. We definitely want to bring that back for next semester. I just think it's fun to get into crazy asides that really don't have anything to do with sports. But, I mean, all of our takes have been interesting, or at least I think they're interesting. And I don't know. I've just I've enjoyed the back and forth with you, Blaze. You're a good yeah. sparring partner. You are a good sparring partner. Why, thank you. I think my I think my favorite mixed doubles memory, um, little Triple M, is... Uh, oh, my goodness. I, I don't know. I, I thought... There's been a there's been a ton of fun things. Uh, the the game for Abigail's birthday, Abigail's game of mystery was was really fun. Um, me versus Maya, that was a really really fun time. The um, uh, con or uh, excuse me, Drake trivia. The, game. Yeah, the Drake trivia game was a ton of fun too. I also really liked it was it was a time when Abigail sadly was not in the studio, but we had Wyatt on, we had Wyatt Nunn on, and all of a sudden his roommate Cam Coffle showed up because he said that. Jalen Hurts will get traded to the Arizona Cardinals and Cam was so gobsmacked, so dumbfounded <laughs> by Wyatt's opinion that he had to come from the second floor of the student center all the way down here and have an argument <laughs> with him. And it was the most off the rails radio show I I've ever had. A lot of our radio shows tend to fall off the rails. My particular favorite memory has to be the 7 a.m. radio show we conducted on oh, Homecoming yes. Friday. The that one, was one the, of the less rational ideas we've ever come up with. And there have been some crazy brainstorming sessions. Yes, the one where I forgot to start the archive. So any any notes of, his, of its existence have disappeared off the face of the earth. So That's probably for the best. That is definitely for the best. <laughs> but we've had, like I said, we've had a lot of fun memories. Um, I don't know. What, uh, what, what have you learned? I don't mean to be like a professor here asking a for a course, course evaluation. Yeah, a course evaluation. <laughs> what have you learned in Mixed Doubles uh, uh, 101? I have learned a ton about MLB. I've, I think I've been pretty honest in this show in that I am not an MLB expert 
by any means. In fact, I'm more of a novice. But in talking with you and seeing these headlines, I've definitely found myself not just skipping over that section of my CBS Sports app. And I've really, really enjoyed the excuse to follow and track the MLB more. And I'm really excited for the spring games to start up. And that's probably been my favorite investment is just following that season. But I... I've really enjoyed putting together our headlines, brainstorming our games. Next semester, we've got lots of ideas. One of them, we want to do more random guest appearances. We are, of course, situated inside of Mizzou's Student Center, and we want to do a section where we literally go pull out a student who is studying in the Student Center and bring them on the show for five minutes, for fast five minutes, to ask them everything and anything. Yeah, um, I think that's a very, very fun idea. We got we got lots of stuff happening Thank you all to our listeners. If yeah. you if we're mentioning memories that you don't remember hearing about, you should check out our Spotify where all of our episodes are recorded for your Sheesh. listening pleasure. If one of them isn't, it is because it is being held specially for a From the Vault release to keep you guys entertained over the winter break. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you're following all of our socials. Just exciting, exciting, exciting start and exciting plans ahead. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. It's time for the obligatory tennis story. What? No way. Carolina Pliskova reunites with coach from her 2021 Wimbledon run. Good for her. Thoughts? Thoughts, Abigail? Do you have any thoughts? I don't. Um, well, you know, this is a tennis show, right? I know. We have slacked on And that she a reached bit. the final at Wimbledon in 2021 okay. before Blaise losing the champion. Okay, Blaze does not just know Ed. this. He is reading off of his computer screen as we speak. What? Because naturally, the rest of our show is completely off the cuff, and it's not like we normally have a Google Doc full of all of our headlines and stats to help guide us. Well, you know, we in order to keep our show, we have to say a tennis fact every show. This is true. And we have been slacking. New Year's resolution. We got to add that to the notebook. We more, should more tennis. More tennis. <laughs> I mean, the tennis season really hasn't been happening. The first Grand Slam. I could not next tell you the, when the tennis season is. If the I Australian tried. Open begins January sixteenth. Okay, show off. <laughs> How did you know that? It's at the bottom of this article. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Anyway, we're starting to get off the rails as we tend to do. But yeah. thank you so much, listeners. We wish you all a very happy holidays. Safe travels home to all of the students returning to their families. Um, I know the holidays can be a little bit stressful for some people, and they're not always the most joyful season. So remember to make some time for yourselves. Take some walks. Take some deep breaths. Remember that it's just at its core a moment to take a little time to reset yourself, whether that's with family or friends or loved ones and we look forward to returning to campus in january that we do that we do i'm very excited to continue this journey that is mixed doubles with my dear friend abigail klapatowskis the goat co-host anyway that was mixed doubles thank you so much for listening like abigail said check out our social media at mixed doubles underscore kcu on instagram at mixed doubles pod on twitter um like we said, it's going to be a minute, but we're going to announce our show schedule for the next year coming up very, very soon. Um, also, be sure to stay tuned for a. Uh, 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 I please, we were so close. To we we, we were so close. Oh my gosh, that was so good. What else am I supposed to say? It was all set up. Oh for yes, a- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, be sure to stay tuned. We've got some some episodes that were not uploaded online. They're coming out very soon as well. So. Give those a listen. Kind of a for our for our real mixed doubles fans, some uh, some unheard uh, radio shows from from weeks past. Anyway, that was mixed doubles, and this is Caminado in La Nieve featuring Acapella, Apache, and Pumps from Run the Jewels uh, 2022 project known as RTJ Cuatro, the clean version, of course. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Love ya.